Welcome to iChurch. Our mission is to break bondage, inspiring you. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, iChurchOKA.com. But now, get ready for what God has to say to you. But just listen to the word and listen to what God has for you today. Today we're going to speak about pain. So look at, just repeat after me, pain. One more time, repeat after me, pain. Today we're going to speak about pain. And everybody in their lives has pain at one point or another. Whether it, and one of the types of pain that we constantly have is physical. We have physical pain constantly. So I want you to check this out. I want you to check um, Mr. Mike Rao in pain. I want you guys to look at it. I want you guys to delight. What happened to Mike, I was in Mike's house, right? And we were chilling. We were, we were talking. And then all of a sudden, he shut the, 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 the door, like the fridge. And his finger got stuck in the fridge. And that's the face he did. Like, ah! I'm just kidding. I did not go to Mike's house. But that's a pretty good story. Right? Right? Let me show you. Let me show you somebody else in pain. Mr. Mr. Chris Rodriguez. A man, my brother. In pain. I want you to look at that. I want you to delight in that. Chris, what happened to him in this situation? We were in our house. This is all made up. This is just for story purposes. Okay? We were in our house. And Chris was like, um... He was messing around and everything, and Chris sleeps in a bunk bed, and he thinks that he's stable enough to take off the little guardrails. What Chris doesn't know is that there's a big percentage of Americans that die every year because they fall off a of bed. That's true. That's a, real, that's a real stat right there. Y'all should be freaking out. Get your beds low, people. You don't want to die. Well, Chris, Chris, when I told him the stat, that's what he did. Started yelling with that face. I'm just kidding. That's, that's made up, but the stat is real. Look it up, okay? Look it up. For your own safety, you owe me one. Whenever you don't die by falling from the bed, you owe it to me. Um, then you have the strong, powerful Mr. Wayne Cates. I want you to look at Wayne Cates. Supposedly in pain. That looks like a photo shoot. I propose that if he one day does an uh, album of music, we should put that in the background, right? In the back. We put it right here, and over here, we write the lyrics of the song. Bahu, maybe? He's like, he looks beautiful. Beautiful. Mr. Wayne, I told him, Wayne, make a face in pain. And that's what he did. Why? Because he feels no pain. It's Wayne. We're talking, we're talking about Wayne. A lot of things has happened to this man. Like couches has fallen in his head. Lightning has hit him. For real. He feels no pain. He's done. He's done with pain. He went through all the pain that he needed to by the time he was five. I want you to check this out. Now, we don't only have physical pain. Sometimes we go through social pain. And I want you to check out because we, a lot of us have Facebook. If you have Facebook, especially in the youth, we have Facebook. And I want you to check out this girl. And I want you to check the profoundness of this status, this, this quote that she's in. She said, can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars? She's going through a moment in her life which is hard. And her best friend comments. He says, no, we can't because <laughs> they're not. And unless you live in Charlotte, you don't see many planes going through Hickory. So whatever. You can't pretend it. Well, um, let me show you another one. Let me show you another one. I want to read this one. I want to get in character with you. Look at what this lady wrote. He said, she said, I wish there was some, like, some, uh, some way to use your phone to text someone. But like, instead of typing it you know, and stuff, you would say it out loud into the phone or something. And the other person could hear you and they would just talk out loud back to you. Come on, scientists. Come on. Come on. 
and a smart friend is you mean like a telephone <laughs> which you talk and you can hear the person back come on come on that deserves an applause man that deserves an applause look at the person next to you look at the person next to you and just go hmm they got me. They got me. So she rose, laugh out loud. Yeah, but, you know, never mind. <laughs> He's like, you got me. In other words, you got me. Defeat it. We have emotional and mental illness, too. I'm talking to you about all the different types of pain so you can relate to me. That's my objective with this long introduction, for you to relate to me. Relate to me. So, look, there's an emotional and mental pain, too. For example, for me, for Hispanics, it's mentally and emotionally hard to go to freaking cookout. Let me explain you why. They never understand what you're saying. Amen, right? Baboom. You would think that a restaurant, that you cannot go into the restaurant, it's all based on intercom. They would spend a little bit of money and better intercoms. They never get it. Like, hey, can I have a, a, a cheddar style, no grilled onions, huge, with some fries and nuggets as my two sides in a tray? Yes. Your order would be 2029. What? 2029? You said yes. Yes to what? My gosh. Somebody changed the intercom and cookout. It's mentally and emotionally hard for me. For, For some of the husbands, I'm about to get married in January. And I've been like, you know, looking for advices and stuff. And all the husbands tell me that it's really emotionally and mentally hard for them to get home from work and immediately, hey, honey, go cut the lawn. Okay, let's go cut the lawn. Every time they have chores and chores and chores because that's what wives do. And I know that sometimes it gets emotionally and mentally hard. Like they want to paint a wall that's already painted. Women, it's painted. Let it alone. Leave it alone. It's going to make me work. And for some, let's go to the ladies. Ladies, let me hear you. Ladies. Ladies, I know what you go through, and I've been trying to fix it because I don't want me to be that person. But you're going to a party, and your husband is always overdressed. Husbands, man, all you need is eyes to know that what you're wearing does not look good. I'm with you, ladies. Men got to learn how to dress. Do you do a little better, man. You got to do a little bit better job. If it's five years old, let it go. And then there's also spiritual pain. And in spiritual pain, you have a lot of stuff. You have spiritual warfare. That's a jit. That's strong. It's not a joke. Spiritual warfare. You have frustration. You have numbness. A lot of people go through numbness, and that's pain. So in, in this life, there's silly types of pain, which I mentioned for you to relate with me, because all the things I said, you probably can relate a little bit to me. And then there's for real pain. And then I call it for real. All right? So I want you to look at the person next to you and be like, for real pain. For real. And there's for real pain. And this pain... This pain is, is intense. We're talking about people that have cancer. We're talking about people that are sick. We're talking about people that, that, that have been through divorce. Kids that have, their parents have been through divorce. Tough situations, abortion. Nobody loves them. That's a, a real pain that we go through in life. And let me explain to you something before we go into this sermon. This sermon is going to be really strong and really raw. I'm, a, I, I'm real. My main thing is that I like to be real with people. I do youth. And if you don't do youth, if you're not real to the youth of today, if you don't tell them when, nothing, when nobody else is willing to tell them, they, you, you, can't, you can't reach them. So parents, if you want to reach your kid, let me give you a word of advice as your youth leader. Let me give you a word of advice. Be real with your kids. Tell them, tell them the truth. Oh, with, before judging them, tell them you went through it. Don't hide it. Mm, don't hide it. Be real. 
So I like to be real, and I just want to warn everybody, there's going to be a strong message that I'm going to preach today about. So let's go straight into the message, and I will connect it later to the pain to show you guys why I did all those introductions. Today you guys are in for like a small little treat, because today you guys get to hear most of the, uh, a whole series that we did in youth called So Good, and today I'm going to break it down to you guys because it went exactly with the message that my dad was going to preach today, Pastor Carlos. It went exactly with that message, the whole series that we did for youth. It's called So Good. Say it with me, So Good. This series, I speak about it, about a, a kind of like a way that I imagine something. It's like kind of like a theory that I, I see it that way. You don't have to see it that way, but I'm going to explain it to you, and it might help you out. I say that life is like a line. There's a lifeline. And whenever you were born, God created a plan for you, and that's a line. You got to imagine your life, your life is like a line, and God created this perfect plan for you. And you, whenever you're born, every second of your life, every second of your life, the way that I see it, is that God has something planned for you. God has something planned for you for whenever you were 12, whenever you were 13, you know, whenever you were 14. He had a blessing, he had a duty, he had a task, he had a situation that you were supposed to go through when you were there to live in his perfect plan and achieve your purpose. However, this line that God created for us, this plan, whenever he created us, because I believe that God wouldn't just create you, put you on earth without no purpose. I believe that our God is stronger than that. Our God is more sovereign than that. And when the minute that he created you, he created you with a purpose. And you need to fulfill this purpose. But that's up to us to whether do it or not. Amen? It's up to us to follow it or not. So in this lifeline that I see that God's, God has planned for you, this lifestyle, this purpose, sometimes while you're walking on it, you step down from it. That is your decision. You step down from God's plan, but the thing is that God's plan keeps on going. So if right now you're not in God's plan, let me tell you something. You're missing out on a lot of blessings that he had for you. If right now you're not doing what he called you to do, if right now you're not doing what you know you are supposed to do, you're missing out on your blessings because those blessings don't come back. The blessing whenever you were 16, whenever you go back into God's plan, you're not going to receive all the blessings from 16 to 33. 16 to 33, that's gone. You stepped out from that. You let them go. So you're living in this line. You're living in your own plan, in your own life, and you're missing out on some things that God has for you. And what happens is that while you're living in this plan, the way that I see it is that while you're living your own life out of God's plan, sometimes a really, really, really bad situation happens. You want to know why? Because this is life. And in life, tough, tough things happen. And what do we got to do? We got to deal with them. You can't just sit down and cry. So sometimes a bad situation will happen and with this bad situation is a really, really important moment of your life. Because in this bad situation, what God does is that God allows it so that you can understand and get back on track. So you can understand. Or youth are living, youth, let me give you an example of youth. Youth are living their life. They step out of God's plan. And while they're walking, all of a sudden, they, they, they encounter drugs. And when they encounter drugs, it's going to have an overdose. And after that situation, if he understands the situation, he is able to jump back on track and start living the plan of God. But what the devil does is when you're in that point, when you're in that moment, the devil starts blinding you so that you don't understand the situation and you get even deeper in a life that you're not supposed to be living. Now let me explain to you, let me give you a real example in the life of Jonah. Everybody knows Jonah. Everybody here knows that story. Jonah was the man that God told him to do something. God had a plan for him, a lifeline. And what Jonah did is that immediately God told him, go to Nineveh. He decided to go somewhere else. So he stepped out of God's plan and he's living his own life. While he's doing that, in the boat, Noah goes through a tough situation. Jonah, Jonah, you got to understand he's a tough situation. Jonah is in a boat and they throw him in the water 
in the middle of the ocean, God knows where, and then a fish is surrounding him to eat him. How many of you have seen Jaws? Put yourself in that position. I'm not saying it was a shark, but like to help you, to help you understand it. He's in the water, and there's a huge fish surrounding him. That's a tough situation. And the fish swallows him. And now Jonah is inside the mouth of a fish. Come on. That, if that's not a tough situation, I don't know what it is. You're in the mouth of a fish. Probably no light. You ain't got no light. Unless he's, he was a smoker and he had the little lighter. You got no light. You're in there. It's dark. It stinks. You don't know if you're dead, if you're alive. You don't know. You're in the boat. You're inside the fish mouth. So he's in this tough situation. And the, reason that, and, 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 the, and the reason is that he's in this tough situation is because he stepped out of God's plan. And I know, I know, some of you are thinking, oh, but that was his fault because he stood out of God's plan. So that's why bad stuff was happening to him. Couldn't I say the same thing about you? Hmm. He stepped out and now he's in a tough situation. He's in a tough moment inside a fish mouth. But the fact of it all is, is that God is good. God is so, 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 so good. And God was super good and merciful with Jonah when he allowed the fish to eat him, in the, to, to swallow him in the middle of the, of the, of the water. Super, super, faith, super, super faithful, super, super good. God was awesome. And the fact that he was in the water and he was in the, in, inside the fish just proves that God is so good. What do you mean? What do you mean? If Think about it this way. This is just a perspective. If he, the fish wouldn't have swallowed Jonah, I think he's, his, for his, the rest of his life would have sucked. He would have been unhappy. He would have been depressed. He would have been quiet because he was out of God's will. And he would have never been able to achieve. He would have never been able to reach the point where he is with God and he is in that plan. But the fish swallowed him. And that tough situation that looked what a tough situation in that second was the best thing that could have ever happened to Jonah because he had disobeyed. And that tough situation that happened during the time that he stepped out of God's plan was meant to push him back and get him back on track. And it did so. He got back on track. He started doing what he needed to do. So what I have to say to you is that maybe right now you're going through a really tough situation. You're going through pain. You're going through a really, really hard time. And that time might be the best thing that could ever happen to you. That time could be the thing, the determining point that pushes you and makes you get back on track and fulfill your purpose here on earth. But instead of doing that, we start complaining, complaining, complaining. And the devil blinds us completely so that we do not understand the problem at hand. And we just go deeper and deeper and deeper into a tougher situation. Your tough situation, you don't get it. Because the devil doesn't want you to get it. Because if you were to get it, you'd be on track. You'd be on track. You need to understand your problem. You need to understand your pain. And once you do, you will see that if you understand it and you play your cards right, that's the best thing that could ever happen to you. That's the best thing that could ever happen to you. But the devil wants to confuse you. The devil doesn't want you to get back on track. The devil wants to change the perspective that you see the problem. That's what he wants to do. That's his goal, is to change your perspective. That's what he was doing to Jesus. That's what the devil would do to Jesus. 
He would lie. He would try to deceive. He would try to confuse Jesus when he was in the desert, when he was in Gethsemane. He would just try to confuse him and try to put lies into his head so that Jesus would get off, off of the plan that God had for him. Trying to make a tough situation so that Jesus can just step out. But that's not what happened. Jesus stayed on track because Jesus understood his purpose in life. Jesus understood what he needed to do. So no matter how the devil tried to confuse him, Jesus stayed on track. Same thing happens to you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The devil tries to confuse you and to blind you in the middle of your pain. Get over it. I told you it was going to be a strong message, and I know you, a bunch of you won't like it. That's okay, because next week you'll get back to, my, to, my, to, to Pastor Carlos. And, and, and he will preach to you and not me. You don't have to, to, to think about me anymore. You got to get over it. You got to get over your tough situation. You got to get over your problem. You got to get over You got to stop whining. You got to stop complaining. And you got to stop, you got to stop thinking that you deserve it. That it's your right. You ain't got the right to nothing, man. Only thing you got the right to do, and it's a blessing from God, is to die so that you don't have to live in this world miserable. That's the best thing that could ever happen to you, and that's the only thing you deserve is to die. You don't have the right to anything. Stop, get out of that notion. So stop complaining. Stop whining. Stop putting, stop putting reason and excuses why you don't get back on track. Stop putting reasons and excuse, excuses for everything that, every single thing that happens to you. You with me? You with me? It's time for you to get over it. And now I know what you're thinking. You don't get my pain. It's because you're not going through what I'm going through. I know I'm not going through what you're going through. But I know somebody that went through even worse. You want to talk about pain? You seriously want to go into the topic about pain? How about Jesus? How about Jesus? I went through pain. I'm going through this. My mom did this to me. My mom did that to you. So what? It's time to get over it. It's time to stand up and get back on track. Because Jesus went through more pain so that you can let your pain go and put it on top of him. You want to talk about pain? Come on, let's talk about pain. Let's talk about social pain. For those of you like the intro, for those of you that are going through social pain and you feel you have no friends. They took a vote. And they, everybody in the crowd, voted crucify him. Crucify Jesus in Luke 23. Luke 23 going on. 23, 13 on. A vote. How much pain can he have gone through? The people, some people that he healed. Some people that he took care of are now standing in front of him yelling, crucify him. That's real pain. You want to talk about emotional pain? You think you have emotional pain? Mark 14, 34. Look at this. I want you, I want you to, to read it here or go with it in your Bible, however you prefer. Mike, Mark 14, 34. He said to them, this is Jesus speaking. My soul is deeply grieved. Deeply what? Deeply what? Even to the point of death. Remain here and stay in alert. You want to talk about emotional pain? Jesus said that his soul was deeply grieved. I don't even have to explain that. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. To the point of death. That's emotional pain. You want another one in emotional pain? Jesus in Luke twenty-two forty-four, The Bible explains how his sweat was like drops of blood. And that is actually a true disease. And I know you guys know that, but for those of you that don't, that is actually a true situation that happens to people. And the word is really hard to pronounce, but I'm going to try. Hematohydrosis. Hematohydrosis. That sounds like a cuss word. Hematohydrosis, your mom. You know? 
Jesus was going through hematosidrosis. It's an actual moment in your life where your mind, what it does is that around your sweat glands, there are multiple blood vessels in a net-like form. There are multiple blood vessels, and you got in mind, you got to imagine like if you were to sweat around your sweat glands, and when you're under pressure, but under a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure and a lot of great stress, the vessels constrict, and then the anxiety passes through the blood vessels, and and it busts up and it busts open. So your head, this is what Jesus is going through. He was so much under pressure. He was under so much stress that his blood vessels started to started to, to, to pop and he started to bleed. He started to bleed all around his face like if it was sweat. That's pain. That's emotional pain. If you say you're under stress and this hasn't happened to you, Jesus was under more stress. That's pain. Physical pain. I'm going through physical pain. This happened to me. This happened to that. Jesus got nails through his hands. He got a crown of thorn. He got whipped. He got beaten. He got spit. He got punched. He got kicked. Everything that you can imagine, you can see it right here. At the end of the sermon, if you don't think it was that tough, you come over here. I'll do all these to you. We'll see who's the tough one. He went through tough moments, man. This is hard. Frankie, come over here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is hard. It was pain. The physical pain was a lot in Jesus. And, but you think you're going through harder times. Spiritual pain. You think you're going through a lot of spiritual pain and through a lot of pressure. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 3. It says he was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of, su- a man of, suffer- of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Jesus was carrying, Jesus was carrying, and after verse after verse, you can read it. Jesus was carrying everybody's sin, everybody's suffering, everybody's pain. Jesus has it in his back, walking, that's real pain. You want to talk about pain? You want to talk about, you want to talk to me about your pain? Look at Jesus. Look at everything that he went through. Look at all the suffering and all the beatings that Jesus had to withstand. Let's talk about pain. But the reason that he went through that pain, the reason that he withstand that pain was because it was for you. The message today is simple. And I'm about done. Literally. I don't preach too long. I preach to youth and to children. That's what I do. 15 minutes is all I get. <laughs> and they're gone. Jesus loves you. Oh, thank you. Uh... He loves you very much. Oh, Jesus loves me very much. Uh... That's it. You're done. Thank you. Go home. That's it. Let's hang out. That's all you get. You know it's true. Some adults here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) His pain for yours. He went through all that so that you could come to him and let your pain go. So you can come to him and put it on top of him. Look at Philippians 3.12, one of my first verses, my last verse. Philippians 3.12 says, not that, I have, not, that I had, not that I have already obtained all this, or I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take a hold of that, which, of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. Mm. Paul is saying, I don't have everything. I don't got my life perfect. I'm going through tough situations. I'm going through tough moments. But if there's something that I do, is that I press 
I press and I press and I press to take a hold of that thing, that Je- of that reason why Jesus took a hold of me. I want to be that person that Jesus saw whenever he was dying. I want to be that person that Jesus imagined whenever they were beating him, whenever they were putting the nails through his hands. I want to be that singer. I want to be that preacher. I want to be the financial sustainer. I want to be that, I want to be that person. Paul's saying, I push to take a hold of that person because Jesus saw it in me. That was why he, that's why he kept walking. That's why he had his plan and he kept walking because he saw somebody in you that sometimes you don't even see in yourself. His pain for my pain. His situation for my situation. That's the reason that he did it. To see you achieving your purpose. To see you doing what you're called to do. And you know what it is. You know what it is. So in conclusion, this is what I say to you. Make it count. Make it count. How many of you have seen Lost? The the show, Lost, where the plane crashes and they're all like in a little island thing. Okay, well, if you haven't seen it, it's in Netflix. Season 1, 2, and 3, they're not good at all. Season 4 is really good, at least in my opinion. Pastor Chu loves it. Pastor Chu has Lost tattoos all over his body. You just don't see him. One day go to the pool with him and you will see. Lost, in Lost, there's this man called Saeed. He's an Arab and he's a torturer. In his past life, he was a torturer. He used to torture people in the sh- in, to interrogate them, you know, to get an answer from them. So in the show, Saeed, at one point, I'm not going to tell you what, just in case you see it. At one point, Saeed decides to make a sacrifice and decides to stay back and fight against some other people. And then Jack, which is the doctor, which is the main guy, the leader, goes up to him and goes like, man, just don't worry. Keep on coming with me. And he said, no, 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 no. You keep on going to the radio tower. You keep on doing what you got to do. I'll stay behind because you have a purpose, and your purpose is to lead these people. But let me tell you something, Jack. He tells me, grabs him by the shirt. He says, let me tell you something. Don't you dare come back. Don't you dare look back. No matter what the reason is, you keep on walking. No matter what the reason is, you fulfill your purpose. Because if I'm going to die in here, if I'm going to be fighting against these people and they're going to shoot me or torture me and I'm going to die... You better make it. Make it count. He says, make my death count back here. And that's what I'm telling you today. If you didn't like my message, or you thought it was boring, or you thought it wasn't deep, or you thought it was light, this is all I'm telling you. I'm grabbing you by the shirt today. I could care less if you like me or if you don't like me. I'm being real with you. And I'm telling you, make it count. Because one day there was a man called Jesus and he came down to the earth and he started walking and he decided to make a sacrifice. A sacrifice to die so that one day you can make it count. So that one day you can become that woman, that man of God, that financial sustainer. There are some of you here that you know you're called to preach. There's some people sitting down in the chairs that can preach ten times better than me. And you're running from the purpose of God because you're focused on your pain. Oh, I can't preach because this happened to me. I can't preach because I need money. I can't preach because I need to work. I can't make it count. Make it count. There's some of you here that can sing. And you're not singing for dumb and stupid reasons. And you keep thinking about your pain and your pain and your pain. Make it count. Make Jesus' sacrifice count in your life. Be that thing that he saw. Be that person he saw whenever he was in the cross. There's some of you here. There's some of you here. And we never talk about this in iChurch. But it's so true. There's some of you here that, are, that, that without you, 
this church couldn't stand. There's some of you here, and your purpose, because you're smart and you're successful in life, because God allowed you to be successful in life, is to sustain the church financially. Your purpose is to give. Your purpose is to make sure that this keeps on working and that people keep on getting saved. In the gravity, the gravity we reach normally 90, 95 youth. It, it varies every now and then. One time we got um, to 200 something and the gravity goes up and down. But let me tell you something, youth don't got no money. They can't sustain that same program. But the church knows that this church, you make that happen. Because you decided to take out of your pocket and you decided to give. Now there are youth that are changing their lives. There are youth sitting down here right now in this room that went for the first time on Friday. And they said, I want to make a change. I want to go to your church. You did that. You did that. You supported it financially so then it was able to be done. There are some of you here that got to start giving a little more. You're not giving enough. You can give more. God gave you so you can give. But you're not doing it. Make it count. Make Jesus' sacrifice count. He saw you. Do you wonder what Jesus saw? I wonder that. Let me tell you how I imagine it. I imagine Jesus in the, in, the, in the cross. It's my personal imagination. I'm not saying that the Bible says it or nothing. I'm imagining Jesus walking with the cross in his back. And they punch him. And immediately after they punch him, this is what I imagine. He closed his eyes and he saw me preaching today. He closed it when they punch him. Boom. He closed his eyes and he saw me preaching today. So he got up and he kept walking. And they punch him again and he saw me singing for him. So he got up and he kept walking. They punch him again and he saw me helping a youth. He saw me buying lunch to a youth. So he got up and he kept walking. What did he see in you? What did he see in you? Whenever he got punched for you, what did he see? What are you supposed to be doing now, today? What are you supposed to be doing? Please, please, make it count. I keep repeating that because I know it's for somebody. Make it count. Do it. Stop whining. Stop crying. Do it. Please. There's no more excuse. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here's what God gave me today whenever I was taking a shower before coming. I was praying. And this is what he told me to tell you. I don't know for who this is, but he told me to say these, and I'm going to say it word by word. I'm going to say it twice, and I want you to pay attention. You lose. Listen to me. You lose. Because in this moment in your life, you're losing. But that doesn't mean that God created a loser. God made you to win. So start winning. Because when he came down to earth, he gave you the opportunity to be the winner you got to be. Win. Start winning. Start winning. Start winning now, today. Or okay, I'm ready. If you're sitting there and you're like, I'm ready. I'm going to do something about it. That's right. Do it. You have iChurch. A place that almost nobody has. All your life you've been looking for the perfect church. All your life you've been wanting the perfect church. And God gave it to you. And you're sitting in the chairs of it. You have the opportunity. Because next month, a bunch of spaces are going to be open. Because next month we're going to open, we're going to open the 945 service. 
And when we open that service, that contemporary service, there's a lot of space for you to work. There's a lot of things for you to do. And when we open and when we keep the four o'clock and we turn it into young and free, youth, there's a lot of space for you to work. There's a lot of things for you to do. And with the Spanish one, now there's a lot more space for things to do. So you don't have any more excuse. If God called you to be a singer and you can actually sing, there's a space for you. If God called you to be an usher and you can actually do the right job, then you, there's a space for you. There's no more excuses. So I encourage you that today, after you leave this place, you get up and you make it count. Every day of your life, make it count. Be the person that God wants you to be. Be the person God created you to be. Start working. Stop whining. Because you are a winner in God's eyes. Do it now. Do it now. Stop. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Get up and do it. That's it. That's it.